Well, hello and welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling after what has been another completely crazy week here on planet Earth. So I'm glad you could make it. It's Tina Constant here. And as always, show notes, have all the waffle. Or go to www.tinaconstant.com for everything. But in the meantime, ah, we're jumping right into this week's story, which is called Little Hands. Now, you won't believe this story. You're going to think it's just some tale or fable about something that didn't happen a long time ago. But you'd be wrong, because <laughs> this did happen and it wasn't that long ago. There was a, a child, you see, who had been raised thinking that everything in the world belonged to him. It didn't matter that it really belonged to another person or to Mother Nature herself. This child deeply believed that if he wanted something, it was his. And you can't blame him. All his life, he had been told by the people around them to take what you want, grab it with both hands, they'd say, and make it yours. Well, Mother Nature watched this child grow and saw what he was becoming. So she did one thing to make sure the damage that he inflicted on the world was as little as possible. She made that boy's hands small. So when he did take what he wanted with both hands, he was limited to a degree by the size of his fists. Then, to keep an eye on this boy, she dressed herself as a mute girl who grew up beside him, close and silent, watching and quiet. She watched how the fury of the boy burned red hot as he began to understand his limitations. She also watched as his cunning bloomed when he realized he could use other people's hands to get what he wanted. And so the boy kept growing. And as he grew, he learned how to use the people and was able to take bigger and bigger things. And still, Mother Nature watched. First, he took food from babies. Then he took the land and livelihood from everyone in the village and finally his eye fixed on the crystal ball, a gift from Mother Nature herself that told the people what was coming and gave them hope. The boy studied the ball, rooted in the earth in the town square, and he was determined to own it. And as you can imagine, Mother Nature was not impressed. It wasn't so much the boy. She understood his nature. It was the people who gathered around him, dragging their hands in the dirt and gripping the hem of his coat as they bowed and scraped and did his bidding. And so Mother Nature, watching the boy use and abuse those around him, 
decided to give him one chance, one warning, before it got too late. So after years of silence, she put a chalkboard outside her house, and on that board she wrote these words. Open your hands before the devil does it for you. Well, seeing this, the boy laughed. He threw the board on the ground and stamped on it. After all this time, he boomed, you finally have something to say and those are the words you choose. The boy laughed and spat and dragged his followers to the village square where he had them heave and tug and dig at that crystal ball. The next day, the girl put the sign up again. Open your hands, it said, before the devil does it for you. Wow. Once again, the boy laughed and broke the board in two. But he was also getting angry. Not only was the crystal ball not loosening from its foundation, but this girl was not quaking and terrified by his rages. And so he stamped and he crushed the board and he trampled her words into the mud. All the while, his face grew orange, then purple, then red, and his little hands bawled and knotted. Ha! On the third day, the girl once more put her board outside her cottage, and again the words said, Open your hands before the devil does it for you. And for the third time, the boy paraded down the street stopped at the girl's cottage and threw rocks at her sign until it was smashed into a thousand pieces. Well, watching all of this was the old man who lived high on the hill. The old man hardly ever came into town, and when he did it was always in the late evening, just before the shops closed, when most folks were in their houses and the streets were quiet. He liked that time of day. He could peek into windows without being seen and listen through keyholes without being heard. The boy intrigued the old man. So on the day that the sign was broken for the third time, the old man picked up his walking stick, ambled down the mountainside into the village and went to the house where the boy lived. Where everyone else in the village was sitting around their firesides, enjoying dinner, telling tales and discussing the day, this boy was pacing the floor. He was rummaging through everything he had taken that day and picking up as much as he could in his tiny hands and throwing it against the wall, then pulling and tugging on his fingers to make them grow and stretch. The old man smiled. He watched a little longer and then he went back into the hills. As the sun rose on the next day, the boy had built up such a fury through the night that he raged into the town square and beat his loyal followers into action. He would take that 
orb. It would be his. He would own it all. He yelled and he bellowed. He stamped and he swore. This went on all day. But the boy's loyal followers made no progress. It was only when the sun began to go down that the old man stepped out of the crowd. He smiled at the boy and said in a calm and measured voice that he could help. While the boy, exhausted and at the end of his tether, said that he would do anything, anything to solve his problem, and he showed the old man his tiny fists. I can see your problem, the old man said. Let me grow your hands until they're as big as you deserve. It will cost you. So tell me what you are willing to pay. If I agree, then you can have what you most desire. Ha, the boy was amazed and stunned. He looked around him. I will, I will give you my most loyal followers, the boy said. Anyone who puts their hands in the dirt at my feet, you can have them. The old man thought for a moment and he nodded. I accept, he said. And for the first time in his life, the boy opened his hands so the old man could stretch them and make them bigger. So big that the boy would be able to take the whole world. Well, the village watched and were amazed by what they saw. So much so that the boy's loyal followers stood up. They lifted their hands out of the dirt and they also watched, as did Mother Nature herself. The boy laughed as the old man took each of his fingers one at a time and stretched them. The boy cheered as the old man took each finger and fattened it up. The boy cried out with joy when the old man grew his hands so tall and wide they were the size of a tree. When the job was done, the boy stared at his marvelous new hands. They were huge. They were magnificent. They were powerful. But they were heavy. The moment the old man let go of the boy's hands, they dropped to the ground into the dust at the boy's feet. No matter how much the boy tried, he couldn't lift them. The old man smiled. I accepted your deal, he said. I will take anyone who lives with their hands in the dirt at your feet. And so the old man took that boy into the mountains. The village never saw the boy again, but they heard his screams and his cries, his rants and his wails as he paid the price for trying to take what was not his. Ah. 
that's it. That's it from Waffle Free Storytelling this week. A bit of a cautionary tale. Uh, so have yourself a spectacular week and uh, drop around to www.tinaconstant.com for all the waffle, the books, the shop. Find me there. Oh man, there's all sorts of stuff and nonsense. It'd be lovely to see you there. And especially if you haven't signed up to join the mailing list and get all these stories taken right to your digital doorstep, then go ahead and do that. I look forward to seeing you there. All right, have a splendid week and I will see you next time for more stuff and nonsense. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye now.